1: See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast, number 430. What's up, guys? Hostful intro. Hey. What? what? Right back to annoying them. <laughs> the first two seconds. These in a room together. You know what's going to happen. No, we know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> we do, we do. And it makes us angry. We're going to complain about it on the internet. Uh, <laughs> At Midnight is currently on Comedy Central. Uh, that is the Post Colbert show that I host. Uh, the Matt Myra writes on. And Jonah Ray is going to be on pretty soon. Wow! Yeah, you're on Monday, November 4th with Howard Kramer and Ali Wong.
0: My God, Scott Ackerman's coming great. up. Steve Agee and of three
1: Rhys <laughs> Darby. Rhys Darby's going to be on the show. Oh, Rhys Darby. Yeah. Ron Funches. The Sklars Paul F. Julie Klausner. Hodgman. Rob Delaney. Grace Helbig. Keckner. Oh, look at that See
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, yeah, and, and I mean, you can watch it on ComedyCentral.com or Hulu.com if you missed it the night before. Hulu Plus. Use the promo code something. <laughs> we don't have him around in that one. Um, but we do have a promo code for Carbonite, oh. which is weird considering the guest. Now, they all know who the guest is. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, but let's yeah. do the Carbonite yeah. ad first. Uh, when you wanna, when you wanna back up a criminal somebody. who owes you money, oh, and you wanna freeze him.
0: Do dabba, yes, I do adaba.
1: That means Carbonite. <laughs> um, carbonite.com is online backup. Back up all your files, eh, back up all eh, your eh. Back up all your space pirates eh, eh, with plans eh. starting at $59 a year. It's your better backup plan. Back <laughs> it up onto your ship and then take it to Tatooine. Then ah. when tragedy strikes, uh, then you can totally, like, let's just say that uh, your hard drive uh, falls into the pit of Sarlacc. Where it's slowly digested over a thousand years now. You can retrieve your files from any computer uh, using Carbonite.com. It's your better backup plan for home and small business. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com. Use the offer code Nerdis. Get two bonus months with purchase. That's Carbonite.com. Use the offer code Nerdis. Tatooine's wow. the perfect whoa, whoa, place to advertise whoa, whoa. Carbonite because they have a backup son. They do. They do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's what my dad referred to me as. <laughs> 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 Don't worry. We got a backup. <laughs> <laughs> Who's working now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, did I just shit on your family? I don't know I don't either I, I did Let's yes, talk about fine. this episode for a sec Because uh, it has been mentioned in the past um, This is uh, Harrison Ford And I've been nervous about putting this one up I'm not gonna lie um, I, I don't think I did a good job I, We I, were so young back then <laughs> <laughs> This was in July This uh, is also It was really stressful even getting to it I, I believe it's gonna be less stressful If we ever get to interview Obama because it was just so much security. Yeah, they kept changing. Agreed. So we went to the hotel. We were, they had him in a hotel room at the Hard Rock in San Diego Comic Con, and they kept switching the room. So we'd show up in one room, and then there'd be a, we'd open the door, and it was almost it was almost just like a guy there going, "This is not the right room." And then we'd have to go to another room. <laughs> Your Harrison Ford is in another castle. <laughs> Your Harrison Ford is in another castle. That's exactly what happened. And so, uh, and we got there, and and I was feeling fine. Like I felt like I got this. I, I was so busy at Comic Con that I didn't really have time to freak out about it. And but you got to do that while doing the interview. I did. I <laughs> I I don't know what happened. I mean, I look. I apologize. I, I wish I had done a better job. I all I can say is I've and this has never happened before. I was so nervous that I couldn't contain, the I couldn't contain the fandom. I I I was fine, and then all of a sudden, when you're sitting a foot from him, it's just. And then I'm looking in his eyes, and then something like. On a very molecular level It's just like Han huh, in Indy Like I just couldn't Yeah <laughs> Like everything yeah. My brain froze I had notes for the first time mm-hmm. I just I don't And 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 I feel like he uh, He sort of revels In the awkwardness Like he's not like a guy Like Tom Hanks That'll bail you out Yeah, like, yeah. oh I you know, I, And in a non-pretentious way Go I know what my position is And I'll kind of help you through He'll this He'll let it sit and stew He'll just let it sit And kind of stare at you And then But you know Then at the end He sort of admits like I just like fucking with people yeah. So it was. In uh, fairness to him, he flew down that day on his own plane. Hey, listen, I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming. I'm taking the blame on this. Ugh, I feel like if God. I, I feel like if I had been better, then it would have it would have gone better. No, I th- I, th- I thought it went as good as it can go. Uh, Look, and the 430 episodes that we've had on the show. This is the only time this has happened, and I think there's probably maybe two or three people in the world that would have that effect on me. And uh, Steve Martin being probably another one that yeah. I would probably not be able to contain mm-hmm. it. JC. So. So. Yeah, so all I can say is, you know, uh, I'm sorry to front load He's it with a big disclaimer podcast, and a bunch know. of apologies. I probably should just shut up and play it. But all I can say is we did our best. You know, we yeah. fucking did our best. And, and guess what? Our best wasn't good enough. Please enjoy the episode. <laughs> Sometimes your best ain't good enough. You've got to freeze yourself in carbonite.com. <laughs> don't check the comments, they don't make no sense. <laughs> He's pretend it went perfectly. <laughs> and afterwards pat us on the back. But you know, Why is he gonna sing every episode? I uh, apologize to you guys for not being a better shepherd. I apologize to Harrison Ford and I apologize to the listener. No, I thought it was good. We told them up top, we're telling them up top. Afterwards they're gonna be like, Yeah, you could have done better, but you know what? It was still forty five minutes with Harrison Ford and you know yeah. and I felt like it was a great learning experience. So uh so fuck it. Here I'm 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 happy about it as we go to so. episode number four thirty. With Harrison Ford, who, by the way, is starring in Ender's Game, which opens Friday, November 1st.
0: Now entering Nerdist.com. Thanks for being on the podcast, Harrison Ford. Am I on now? This is it, man.
1: Oh, great, good. It's already started. Don't you feel the energy? I do. I do. I feel like, uh, an energy. <laughs> an energy. <laughs> yeah. An undefinable energy. With a no specific body. energy. Just. Energy. I thought
0: it was gravity, but now I know
1: better. <laughs> we're being you're being pulled into our gravity. <laughs> yes, I guess that's it. So this is your second Comic Con. <coughs> in San Diego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You were here for Cowboys and Aliens uh, a few years ago. A movie that dare not uh, speak its name. Okay. <laughs> the Voldemort of film. Pardon? The Voldemort. We're not allowed to say the name. The Voldemort. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah.
0: Yep. That was the year that there was a stabbing in Hall H. I didn't do it. Are you sure? <laughs> I was in full sight of the audience at all times.
1: But you didn't plan it somehow with mirrors or a body double or something to stab no. someone and then get no, up onto the panel. No, 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 no. no. Next question, please. <laughs> you seem very agitated about this line of questioning already. No, no, no. no. I'm just still warming up. You <laughs> haven't seen agitation. <laughs> All right. We'll try not to get the agitation. Actually, you're someone I never prepare questions for people, and I never, because I that's, like to be
0: conversational, but... That's really good. I never prepare answers. That's good. This is going to go great. Even while I'm talking, them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just start, and then it mm-hmm. ends up somewhere. Yep. <laughs> But with someone like you, there's just, there's too many things to talk about. Oh, let's uh, try anyway. All right. Um, Let's start with, uh, I took some questions from Reddit. I'll get to those uh, in a little bit. Let's just talk about when you, there was a period of time when you first started where it was like, you're doing a lot of television, you're doing a lot of guest stars. Was this what you foresaw? Did you ever foresee this? Is this is your career something that you wanted, or was it like, oh, you're a working guy and you just keep
0: working? So We're going to start at the beginning. We're going to start at the beginning, <laughs> and we're going to get
1: what hospital were you here? born in? It was my idea to start in the middle, go to the beginning, and end.
0: Oh, man. oh uh, okay. The question was, uh, uh, when I was first starting, yeah. Uh, what did I think I was doing? What did I hope for? Yeah. Why was I uh, uh, doing what I was doing? Yeah. I thought it was better than a real job. Um, I imagined uh, uh, being an actor was uh, working uh, for a finite period of time with people you never met before, doing something very specific, and then going away uh, and um, uh, doing another project, another idea, working on a new set of problems with a different group of people. It was like being in the Navy, only not killing people. Right. Yeah. And so you... Because a lot of your other... Prof- That's what I wanted to do because I didn't have any other idea of how to make a living.
1: Yeah. Do you... But the stuff that you were doing, like you you fly planes, uh, carpentry, those are, those are handsy. Those are handsy types of professions and acting is,
0: is not really a handsy type of profession, I guess. Is it? I, I don't know. I, um, I think acting is mostly problem solving. It's uh, how, how to, uh, figuring out how in the context of the moment with the group of people you're with, how to best uh, bring the ideas that are part of the story that you're telling uh, to the audience to give them emotional expression, take advantage of all of the uh, um, elements that you have at your disposal yeah. uh, to, to bring ideas to
1: uh,
0: visual expression.
1: Did you have the ability to bring those ideas early on, or was it after you became more successful that directors are like, "What are your ideas?" No, I had
0: no idea what I was doing. Sort of- <laughs> Do you ever feel like
1: you have an idea of what you're doing? Does that ever does that ever come?
0: Yeah. <laughs> when uh, I, there was a time when I when I uh, began to uh, not be um, uh, constrained by fear, or um, or. Um, almost anything else, and uh, and began to really enjoy the process of storytelling.
1: Does that take 10 years, 20 years? Does it take a certain level of success?
0: What's... It took... Um, uh, uh, it took a, a certain level. It was coincident with uh, the people that I was working with accepting uh, input from me. And it didn't really happen at the beginning. I would... Uh, 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 you know, I... My my kid saw a tarantula. And I just came back from Brazil, and my son went on a walk, and he saw a couple of tarantulas. And I told him the story that when I was doing a television show, I was playing a uh, a, a teacher at a, a biology teacher at an all girls school, who was uh, uh, sleeping with the with the head of the uh, Joan Hackett, who was the head of the girls school. And also uh, attempting uh, to seduce uh, all of the girls in his class. Sure. And he gave a lecture, uh, um, and uh, an illustrated lecture, um, with a um, uh, tarantula. And knowing that I had this job about a week in, uh, in advance, I went out and uh, went to a pet store and bought a tarantula and uh, became comfortable with the tarantula. And when I went to show up for the job, I took uh, in a tin can a coffee can with holes punched in the top. I took my pet tarantula. And I went to the director and I said, Hey, look, I happen to have uh, uh, this uh, personal tarantula. writer <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, so that, no? that I would like to, to, uh, to use. And he said, he said What? You have uh, what? I said, Here, look. And I kind of get that. Keep get that. get that out of here. Put that thing back on. Take it out of here. Don't, uh, no, no. And so I had to do the same with a ball of uh, black yarn that, uh, that the uh, prop man had. After all that tarantula prep work and he made you do it with a ball of yarn. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Until they let me actually work with the tarantula. I really fucking hate it. Yeah. (laughs) So uh,
1: can you say that? Yes, you can
0: say whatever you want. All right. So uh, the question is whether or not uh, it was uh, fun at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, no, it wasn't always fun at the beginning. Uh, When it got to be fun, actually, one of the first times it got to be fun was with uh, uh, George Lucas working on uh, American Graffiti. Uh, A lot of it was fun because... Um, uh, because he allowed, uh, uh participation and invited it. And, and you like driving. So much. Huh? And you like driving sometimes. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't mind, I didn't mind driving. I didn't mind, uh, I didn't mind any of it. I was, I was, I had fun. I had fun.
1: So what happened to the tarantula? Huh?
0: Did what tarantula?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if you, you just made want, up that uh, whole story. I don't like, yeah, so a good
0: you release him oh, back
1: into the world. Was that comfort level for American Graffiti when you guys... Yeah, put start- it in the back of that guy's car. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to work with the tarantula? I'm going to send you home with a fucking tarantula. Was that comfort level that you guys got on American Graffiti that, that sort of helped when you guys started working on, on other stuff? You guys were already friends, you well, already there had the year, relationship.
0: There, there was, it was years later that we worked together again. Yeah, uh, But, um... But, it was something that I was always looking for—a level of uh, of um, uh, collaboration yeah. that I thought was uh, uh, both appropriate and um, and for me um, um, a better a better avenue to to getting uh, a better result. You didn't have to do what I wanted to do, but uh, you know, let, at least let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah. What about Apocalypse Now?
1: <clears throat> Can you bring anything to that, or is it just well, like, stand over there and say your
0: lines? No, no. Uh, Francis was also very uh, uh, collaborative and allowed uh, of invention. I was working with J.D. Spradlin in that scene. He never said the same thing twice, so I never had to say the same thing twice, and, and we had a, a great time. Great time. It was the only scene in uh, in Apocalypse that uh, was, was scheduled for nine days. We were done, and I was home uh, five days after. I got oh, wow. There. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, uh, and it was fun. Really fun.
1: Katie, okay, throw a tarantula out there with them. Just, yeah, close the door. Um, I kind of want to explore this idea of getting... Comfortable and sort of figuring out who you are. Did you have an idea in the beginning who you are and what you wanted to be,
0: or were you just along for the ride? Um, I, you know, the idea that I had was that I enjoyed telling stories, I, uh, I enjoyed working with a group of people. First time I was ever involved with acting was uh, in college and doing plays in college. And I really, uh, for the first time, found um, a a group of people um, um, that I was, you know, relatively comfortable with. I was always a loner. I was, uh, you know, not involved in athletics or or um, student government or, or or learning anything for that matter. But I. I, I, I I did really at first scare the shit out of me, and then as I began to overcome that fear, I began to really enjoy the process of telling stories. I always loved stories. Since you played so many characters, that's I think kind of these
1: are the these are sort of the archetypal male leading man. This is what it means to be a man, sort of a character. Do you feel like? You had that in you before, or do you feel like you
0: discovered that along the way with some of these characters? I don't think I ever thought about that uh, at all, ever. And I'm not really going to think about it now, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a No, difference. no, no. I mean, what, that, that's, that's not the way you approach a character uh, through, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, thinking about what it represents as an archetype. You don't. You don't do that. You tell the story of this character in this circumstance. This particular person. What the, what? What are, the, what are the complications of the situation? What is the real relationship between you and the other people that are on screen with you? Mm-hmm. Can you bring some real uh, emotional uh, uh, relationship and contact into the telling of the story? What is the story? Haven't you already told, you know, I mean, the first time Stephen and I uh, worked together on an uh, Indiana Jones movie, we got—we um, used to fly on airlines, you know, and, uh, and so we were sitting next to each other going to, to London, and we went through the script, and, uh, you know, get through the script and said, wait, wait a second, we did that in the last scene, we don't have to do that again, what else can we do in this scene? The story ends here. Uh, you know, there's no sense shooting this next page where there's we made the point and it's a better cut if you mean, just get out of it here, right? Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. So, you like to streamline, you like to streamline and figure out, well know. I like to uh, streamline. Uh, you know, there's streamlining is important, uh, um, um, densifying, if you would, sure, uh, complicating, uh, without. Being complicated, yeah. Do uh,
1: so you like uh, to find
0: the best way to tell that story? I, I like to tell the best way to tell to tell a story, and I like to make it. I like to try and make it uh, fun for the audience uh, to hear that oh. story, or to or to participate in that story. And participates a really important part because it, you know there's there, and we yeah I I always go through a script and and uh, the and the, make margin notes when i'm reading for the first time and one of the most common one is talk story talking about the story we are not demonstrating what it's like to be part of the telling of this story so the audience is the one who's hearing this story but we're we're participating in, in in a circumstance in an event um don't talk about the story for Christ's sake, show people, allow, allow them to participate in uh, the story and they'll get what the story is about.
1: Yeah. So you'd like to, rather than having like a, you know, page of expositional dialogue,
0: you'd like to just sort of grab people and go... No, exposition is sometimes very important but you, you there are ways of disguising it. Yeah. There are ways of um, of um, expressing it uh, physically. Uh, there are lots of ways of uh, of disguising necessary exposition. Uh, but talking about it is yeah. one of the least effective. Right. So when you're with a character for six,
1: seven, eight years, <laughs> when you're making, you know, when you're second movie and then the third movie, do you feel like the character has changed? Do you feel like, oh, I, you know, he's more this, or
0: well, I wish I hadn't done that, or no, he's involved? I don't think that's it. I think what you do is that when we were doing the Indiana Jones movies, for instance, um... I thought it was important that we bring something new about the character uh that was really important about the character to the audiences under uh to the audience and that's um and we did we did that we did that with uh uh with introducing uh, uh, uh my father we did that with introducing my son uh and suddenly the audience would say, hey, wait, there's a whole new stuff here. And it makes it more interesting, I think, for, for an audience.
1: Is it sort of like, a, did you ever Did you ever think television might be a fun thing to do long term? Or has film kind of always no. been...
0: No. <laughs> Not at all? <laughs> no. And the reason I didn't is because uh, it's like a real job. You go to the same place and do the same thing day after day. And... Um, and uh but there's wonderful stuff now being done on television wonderful writing great production values. um so i'm, I'm not saying yeah nothing. but just as
1: a performer you just you you like
0: well i'd like to you know i like the uh i like the uh, life in the trenches i like um uh having to get it right uh, the first time i, I like um, um I like movies. Yeah. yeah. What
1: gets you? Like, what gets you excited when you get a script and you, and you are looking at it?
0: Quality. Yeah. Quality doesn't fall apart in my hands. Turn it over, and, and you know, I don't see the, you know, yeah. all the artifice or falseness that's uh, put in. It's not. It's
1: not plastic. Right. But that's such a small piece it's too, though. Well. Like, there's a pe- there, there's you know that's one piece of it. But how do you how do you ensure sort of a holistic quality where it's like, well, it's
0: shot well, it's directed well, the lighting was good. By being with people that are ambitious, uh, by making sure that, uh, you know, that uh, at least six times out of ten, you, uh, you ensure that you work with people that are uh, ambitious to, to make a really good uh, movie that recognize uh, uh, quality, that have, uh, uh, you know, artistic ambition. Not uh, you know, not artistic pretension. But sure. Art artistic, in, uh, because there's a lot of craft skills involved, and uh, and there's a lot of uh, intellectual process involved, and uh, so you want smart people, and you want people that know their know their craft, or employ employ other people that know parts of the craft that they're they're not so familiar with. Did you ever think about directing stuff or, or? No, it's uh, it's too hard, it takes too long, it doesn't pay well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you were going to, what type, what kind of movie would you want to would you want to take on? no. I, 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 not at all. No, not at all. No. There's no part. No, no. No. You fly planes. That's way more intense
0: than directing a movie, don't you think? Uh, no, I mean, no, you know, nobody flies a plane for an, a year and a half uh, so to, to one place and, <laughs> and then lands and then uh, you know spends another uh, year, in the, you know, in the hangar, <laughs> giving <laughs> notes on t- it, t- taking it apart and putting it back together. Let's talk and about and that You're just yeah, listening to notes of okay, anybody who happens to walk through the hangar, and, uh, <laughs> tell, telling you. I'll put the wings there. That's all wrong.
1: <laughs> and then six months of going around the country and just talking about the flight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I,
1: I I couldn't do you it. I think it'd be cool if you had eight wings. <laughs> yeah. Kids love eight wings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buffalo wings.
1: How do you know what to I'm do? Listening. Is there anything is there anything sort of scary about having um, obviously when you first start you sort of take the work that's that that comes along, but is there anything that's
0: uh, not always. That's how I became a carpenter, is because I didn't like the work that was covering my way. I was under contract with Columbia, and I was under contract with uh, uh, Universal, and um, and then I did episodic television for a while. And after about five years of that, I thought I was going to wear out my face doing uh, doing crap, and that uh, if I didn't set my my goals on uh, to be more ambitious about what I did. Um, I wasn't gonna have a chance. So I stopped taking every, I had a uh, child and wasn't married. I had bills to to pay and so I, I, in order to be able to turn down acting jobs that that I didn't really wanna do, I had to have another uh, source of income um, that was legal. Um, so I uh, became a carpenter and uh, I did that I'd go do an acting job I did uh, the conversation I went back to uh, to carpentry I did uh, I don't know a bunch of things went back to carpentry until Star Wars came along and then I uh, didn't go back to carpentry anymore do you miss it? Um, I, there are parts of it I still uh, um uh, enjoy and uh, sometimes I get to do it, um, but mostly I um, uh, pay to have other people do it. Sure. Uh, the way I want it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the way I would do it myself. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Were you a good carpenter? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. They're, they're pretty, I guess,
1: kind of similar. It's like it's sort of like actually, you, you On a carpenter job, you come in, work on a thing, and then move to a totally different place and work on something totally different.
0: Well, you know, until I got sick to death of the metaphor, I would I would talk about uh, that um, carpentry was uh, um, you know preparing your materials, lining out your process, putting a brick on a brick, and building something. Yeah, and that's exactly what you do in 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 acting and filmmaking. You decide what you want it to look like and take it apart in your mind and put it back together piece by piece. Yeah. So do you
1: think that there's a delineation between like the craft of it and the art of it? Or do you think there? No, I think craft
0: is everything. I think, um, art comes from uh, comfort, circumstance, opportunity. Um, but without craft, there's, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Mosquito Coast was a movie that I really enjoyed a lot. Me too. Did you, did you, uh, what was the process of making that film and what did it mean to you?
0: <clears throat> well, mostly I was attracted to the, uh, uh, to the language of Scott Theroux's book and, uh, it was brilliant. Uh, and a lot of that language became dialogue in the film. And I thought the character was a wonderful opportunity for me to do something unexpected. Um, that that is not the kind of character that uh, um, you normally see in movies. Um, and, um, um, and, um, and I was right, <laughs> because nobody uh, nobody went. <laughs> or or few, few enough people went. I don't remember exactly how well it did, but it, it wasn't a huge uh, hit at the box office. Does that did that bother you at all, or were you like, oh, "I still made the movie I wanted to make"? No, I, uh, it uh, it didn't because at that point I was lucky enough to be able to, you know, work on a regular basis, um, um, and uh, whether a film uh, did well or not, I, I was on to another job before before anybody knew that uh, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Um, with a character like with a character of like uh, from
1: Mosquito Coast it was Allie right Allie yeah Uh, he Allie not McBeal Allie not McBeal Allie Fox (laughs) he he basically his intentions were good I mean you feel you kind of go okay I kind of see where he's coming from but then it just gets and then it he just becomes
0: yeah he goes he goes I think the uh, psychological term for it is ape shit he
1: goes a little ape shit yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah he goes little ape shit yeah what was it that happened uh to, to Ali Fox yeah he began uh um uh, uh believing uh himself believe you know uh, he stopped he stopped uh, uh participating in the in the world he went away you know to a place where he could control everything and uh and when he did um it, it all got sideways on him. Is that a bad thing to happen to someone? It, was, it wasn't a good thing for him or any of his family. Yeah. Uh, or the people he was uh, close to. And he died. <laughs> he did.
1: Yeah. In a very bad way. Yeah. Yeah. How do you keep... When you can do anything you want, like, how do you keep it... How do you keep from buying the hype? You know, like...
0: I never, um, I never bought it. I never believed it. I live with the son of a bitch. I, I know he didn't have any idea what he's doing. <laughs> Are
1: there two guys? Are there two guys? Is there a... I don't actually... I, I don't see you do a lot of interviews, but the ones that I've seen were really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe you have me confused with somebody else.
1: no you were great on kimmel and you're really funny a on lot Codic. of interviews i do this i do this all you the shit. time <laughs> I, I know yeah. it feels like you do it all the time but i think as a fan i feel like i don't see you i know you did actor studio and i know you do the talk show circuit every once in a while i, I do oh, it whenever he gets a movie coming out yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: In. i'm in it for the money
1: <laughs> that seems to be working out okay
0: well Yeah, I mean, I I mean that in the nicest possible way. I mean, I I take seriously the responsibility of of uh, of trying to promote the films, uh, you know, that are uh, that I do. Yeah. Because nobody goes into this with the intention of making a a movie that's not good. Right. So I try and support. I'm representing the ambitions of the people that I work with. So I I I rarely say I'm not not going to work for a movie how involved are you in the process do you <clears throat> depends on the movie and how personal it is or just how no and how big the part is whether it's the leading part whether it's uh you know a supporting role whether it's a character part uh whether i uh um feel i can um, uh, you know the whether the director and i have a a close collaboration. Whether I'm involved in the writing of the script uh, before it comes along, whether I'm a producer, circumstances are different all the time.
1: Do you like to just breeze in and be a supporting character and not have to bear too much responsibility?
0: It has its uh, it has its charms, um, um, but I don't do it that often. Yeah. Do you ever
1: feel? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel satisfied
0: I, I told you no <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry
1: say. no you're right Did you fucking listen I don't <laughs> sorry I just like my own voice um,
0: what was the question
1: well I want to know like do you ever feel satisfied like do you ever step back and go ah I feel like I've done you know I've done a lot of the stuff that I want to do or do you feel like no oh, not enough there's more there's more to do
0: oh no I love the work I, I love. I, I, you know, I, I don't really ever feel ultimate, final satisfaction. Sometimes I look at something and say, oh, "Too bad, that was okay." Um, but um, in the process of working um, on a, on a daily basis, you come to to the set in the morning and you. Uh, start working with the words and, and jiggering a scene and getting that's for me that process is the satisfaction it's not when the, when the movie comes out and whether people like the movie or not it's this day-to-day uh business yeah. of making a movie that i like more than anything
1: what about all the stuff that comes around the movie business that you? You mean money? Well, there's. Mo- I mean, my money gives rise to sort of like weird studio politics. Oh, and... uh, well, uh,
0: I'm talking about. Uh, uh, I'm using money as a metaphor for uh, uh, success. Yeah. Of, of a of a commercial variety, and I think that's very important. Uh, obviously, it's very important to the people in the movie business who put up the money. That from time to time uh, you demonstrate uh, um, a utility in making commercial movies, but uh, I don't I don't feel responsible for it uh, in every case. Yeah, I didn't go into forty two because I thought it was going to make a ton of money. Right, a great movie. It, it did. did actually it, for, it made a bunch of money, but. Uh, you yeah, know, that's not why I did it.
1: So what do you, do you like stepping into it? So like, you know, like a branch Ricky, do you like stepping into a character that was an actual guy? You have stuff you can research and learn about them or, you know, or do you like creating someone from scratch?
0: Both. Both. Yeah. I, you know, it didn't make, it was nice that, uh, that, uh, there was a, a a matrix for the character, and I found it really helpful and useful, but I also felt it was really fun uh, to not be a leading man, um, or, you know, not that I am any longer a leading man but at, uh, at this point in my career, but um, I love playing a character actor that, uh, you know, I love being, I mean, a, a character actor. Yeah. That's what I always wanted to do when I started. I never thought I was going to be a leading man. Um, I just, um, didn't ever have that ambition. What well, did um, you, well, what appeals to you about just going in there, like character acting? Um, uh, uh, living, uh, multiple lives, having uh, different experiences, um, having the, um, um, having the uh, uh, mental entertainment of uh, thinking about it from um, uh, the point of view of of the character, uh, rather than having to think about... how do I shoulder this whole sarm bitch and, and, and make it, you know, and, yeah. and, and and assume the obligation for the audience to understand everything that I'm doing? Because if I, if they if I lose emotional when you're a leading man, if you lose emotional contact with the audience, it, the movie falls apart. Um, uh, but but a, but a, a, in a character part, uh, you can. Uh, um, you know you can uh, uh, slip him a mickey you can uh, you can go sideways on him a okay. little bit and gather him back up at another point because you're not you're not the engine of the of the whole damn thing yeah
1: do you see do you see characters like solo or indie or do you see them as characters do you approach them like a character acting or do you say like well there this is a guy with a certain set of motivations and do you approach it that way
0: well i don't see that there's a difference between
1: I guess I think of character, when I think of character acting, it's like, oh, they have a quirk or they have some sort of a thing about them that makes them character versus just a, like a guy, like a, like a Richard Kimball or, or a Decker. They're just a guy, like they're a guy in a situation as opposed to, you know, a real character, per se.
0: Um, well, I always, I think I approach it the same way, but I know when I'm doing... What, I know the utility of my efforts when I'm when I'm uh, above the title, mm-hmm. and I know the utility of my efforts when I'm not. Do you so, feel so? I, there is a difference. Yeah. I don't know how to how to give any more.
1: Uh, um, I don't know how to articulate it any more than that. No, I that's good. Is there? Is there the leading man thing? Is there is there pressure? Do you not pay attention to it? Did you
0: never pay attention to it? Oh, yeah, I think there's pressure there, and I, I think you you uh, you do uh, pay attention to it because if the movie doesn't work, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a big black mark in the left hand column, uh, you know. So you you do really have to uh, take responsibility for a movie. Yeah. You're the lean man but you essentially got to work except nobody knows what the director looks like uh, you wear it. unless it's Spielberg or something but you 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 wear it uh, your face yeah
1: and then your face you ultimately get blamed for everything even stuff that has nothing to do with you yeah have you done uh, stuff kind of like what you know uh, actors like Edward Norton are known for where they're just hired to start a movie but then uh, end up kind of taking it over in a way of just, like, you know, i got to make sure this is going to be good because I'm the face of it. And, like, you know,
0: going into, like, editing or being involved in posting in any way. I can't play the game of, like, anybody else. Um, You know, I I, I don't even... I don't know what the... I don't know what that is like. uh, The situation that you're describing, I'm not sure that that is the way Ed Norton saw it you're asking me to assume that...
1: Well, it's more you're. about like um, like the idea of um, you know if you're the lead in a the
0: idea I think basically you're talking about uh, from an artistic point uh, yes. of you saying uh, I don't give a shit okay whether this works or not yeah I know what I you know I know what this, this, my character uh, you know I, I'm going to use my best efforts to make my character uh, work mm-hmm. and whether the movie works or not it's not my responsibility. Um, I think you know that that there, that's a that's a slightly different mindset, and uh, maybe uh, a difference in uh, in uh, generation more than a difference in uh, concept. Yeah, or method. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you like the risk? I mean, like you know, Star Wars. I think was risky. When they were making it, and uh, I'm sure Blade Runner's Wasn't your risk? No,
0: <laughs> I was making a thousand dollars a week.
1: <laughs> good money yeah. in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. that's good.
0: No, no risk there. But with Blade Runner, that wasn't it. Wasn't good, but it wasn't good money.
1: In <laughs> Are you kidding me? A thousand Wait, bucks in the seventies? No,
0: don't be silly. That's ridiculous. It's <laughs> good money,
1: right? The seventies, like a nickel is worth a million dollars, right? No, <laughs> that obviously changed. You obviously weren't there. He was not there. He was not there. What was your first big purchase? Like when you first were, like, oh shit, I have money. What was your first? Did you did you go? Did you have a fun spree? Did you buy anything fun?
0: Well, I used to wear uh, twenty dollars watches, and when that battery, you know, gave out, I'd throw them away and buy another one. <laughs> <coughs> I bought a watch. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Do you
1: really not? Does the whole material side of it? You're like, yeah, it doesn't really matter
0: you mentioned airplanes earlier you remember but you know I mean? you're a pilot you don't just collect airplanes you there's got a right hole, line, there's a hole in daddy's arm where all the money goes <laughs> that's, a, that's
1: aviation Yeah. you've been flying for 20 years yeah about 20 years do you fly can you fly are you commercially licensed could you fly
0: a commercial jetliner if you wanted to yeah yeah I, I fly a uh, jet I fly to we have to train to commercial standards and, uh, train every year and renew our licenses and all that stuff.
1: What appeals to you, like, about flying? Is it just sort of, just, just, is it when you get up there, is that when it appeals to you or is it sort of even the whole process? No, I, I,
0: all of it, uh, I love, uh, I love the machines, I love the sense of responsibility, I like taking, uh, responsibility for myself, yeah. I like, uh, ensuring the outcome of uh, of the adventure i love seeing the world in three dimensions um i um, i like to train uh, i like to uh, continue to perfect my uh, skills yeah and um other than that not much
1: now the fuel's so expensive is it <laughs> i guess to some people yeah. Um, I have a couple questions from Reddit some fans who wanted uh, this is a this is a fun question is that in Ohio this is not Reddit might be in Ohio but it's also on the internet no. Reddit um, for a person who grew up with two first names what was it like as a person with two last names
0: what does that mean
1: good answer are they all like that <laughs> <laughs> yes they are <laughs> they really are yeah I'm not going to ask you that one. No, i good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. This is from user. My name is taken eighty-seven. When you were alone with that blaster, did you ever go pew pew pew? <laughs> uh, no. Good answer. <laughs> Have you ever stolen a prop from a set?
0: <laughs> Have you ever i don't think it's considered theft at a certain point right <laughs> you know i mean're the lines um uh if you've done uh your best work you know and uh and everybody satisfied with your your behavior your attitude about the work that you did yeah if some small item disappears i mean it's uh, <laughs> What's the harm? I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's just going to go sit in a warehouse somehow, <laughs> or my closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have always had in my contract that I that I get uh, all of my clothes. Yep, and uh, and uh, and usually I pick out a watch for a character, and I, I usually uh, get the watch. So I don't I mean, it keeps I never uh, uh everything I wear is uh, comes from a movie. So you never have to go clothes shopping, but I don't I don't steal props really. I mean other than that. I don't steal anything. You borrow things. No, I said look. I would really like to have that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then you stare at them until they're like just Wait. give it to them so we stop staring something like that because you, you didn't blink when you did it just a second ago and that's, that's pretty intimidating you'd stare someone down yeah no. Um, no, not on my radio are you always looking for another role or does it take a special set of circumstances to, for, to get you to take a part
0: Um, Yeah, I have to like the project, I have to like the people involved, I have to feel they're ambitious to do the best job, and uh, it has to be something different to what I've lately done, and uh, um, and it it helps to be in a position of of, um, uh, being uh, paid reasonably for it.
1: Do you know how hard it is to not ask you a bunch of Star Wars questions and Blade Runner questions and Fugitive questions? And- Why don't you show
0: me how hard it is? <laughs> it should be really hard. It is because because there's there's a history of it not being uh, worth uh, indulging the ambition. Uh, I know. Yeah. So I know. But uh you know, if you want to uh, round this out by wasting your time, <laughs> give it your best shot.
1: No, I can't. I'm just going to give you the prop. I'd rather sit back and watch you try that, Go ahead? <laughs> what was the.
0: <laughs> <laughs> talk exactly like that Pretty close. No, no, that, that wasn't the question that was the answer
1: oh that was the answer Oh, <laughs> I can imagine I mean like after you know I've got, I've got a question What what is your favorite movie not that you've worked on just of like your favorite movie of all time to watch
0: Touch of Evil oh nice works in novels Mockingbird okay um Four queens, or was it nine queens? Argentinian movie. I've mean, that.
1: Do you still? Can you still watch movies as a as as a, as just a fan, or do you, do you watch and analyze and
0: deconstruct and? No, I love to watch movies uh, uh, that I'm not in. Um, um, my son is obsessed with the Harry Potter movies, and um, you know that. They're like four hours long. <laughs> Jesus, I won't watch them. Jesus. Um, and
1: there's like seven of them. Yeah. That's like it's like 25 hours, 28 hours a movie. So
0: we watched... Um, you know, I, I can't remember the last um, movie I saw that wasn't rated uh, PG-13. Well, now there's the internet. You can watch whatever you want that's what it's for <laughs>
1: do, you, do, do, do you loathe
0: the internet? Is, do you think it's just like a waste of no I think it's very useful for the gathering of uh, misinformation <laughs> it is and wasting time it's a good,
1: but I feel like that's most of our
0: culture now, so it's I don't like the attention. internet as much as
1: I like social networking as I dislike social as you dislike network. social networking oh,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah. is it the downfall of our culture?
0: yes <laughs> you know the
1: thing, that's the fastest answer he's given Yes, it is the dumb overcome. Did you ever toy with it at all and were like, this is dumb, or did you immediately? No. (laughs) No No Facebook page, no Twitter, no nothing. You cannot follow Harrison Ford at Harrison Ford. No, you cannot. Do you feel like we're just too, there's just too much
0: information out there? (gasps) Um, It's, um, it's, um, it's very likely not even information. It's just stuff. Yeah, and the the, the notion of uh, of uh, um, living a, in a virtual community, um, I think, uh, um, um, makes it difficult for young people to recognize that they, that there's a real world uh, to participate in, where you where you uh, actually are, who you say you are. And uh, and you can't uh, just press a button to get liked, and uh, and that you have a community that you live in to which you're responsible and known, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, uh, in that community, if you if you you know um, break windows in somebody else's neighborhood and stuff, people know who you
1: are. Yeah, you're you're basically accountable for your
0: there's, actions. Yeah, there's a, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: Then, sort of bleeding into that, and lastly, we'll wrap it up because I know you, you have to go. Is it? Is it? Do you feel like because of you know who you are in the world that you do you feel sort of isolated from the rest of the world at all? No, you don't. Not at all.
0: Because you can't really go anywhere without. Oh, I can. Really? Well, I mean, not without. But I, the, you know, I'm used to the. I, 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 I like people. I like real I like the real world I like uh, seeing uh and, and meeting people yeah uh, and I know how to make them uh, uh, get over who they think I am yeah how do you
1: do that well huh? how do you do that? Treat them like shit. <laughs> It's worked for you, hasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But you have to be you in order to pull that off. Like you're you're the point oh 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 one percent of the world. Really just you. I'm not a one percenter that can pull that (laughs) (laughs) off. Harrison, it was really nice to meet you. Thank you so much for for chatting with us for an hour. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Okay. Bye.
0: Bye. Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.
1: This episode of Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Carbonite.com. Carbonite is online backup made easy. Plans start at just $59.99 a year. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com. Use the offer code NERDIS to get two bonus months with purchase. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels. A symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle.
0: Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.